I don't know. The thing is, I don't know if I said this on your on your show last time or not about nearly getting killed by a horse. Hey, thanks for checking out episode thirty four of the Rostrovina Project. If you enjoyed this episode, then give it a share on social media, drop a review on Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, and follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at TRTP Pod. Today's guest is a musician who has previously made music under the aliases Crime Fink and Engineer Owl. His new album, Untitled Folder 15, is now on Spotify for your enjoyment. Ladies and gentlemen, he's back. It's Alexander Camwell. Where's your face? <laughs> Where's your fucking face? Where's boy? your fucking face? Where's your fucking face? <laughs> See me now? Hey. What's up, lad? What have you been up to anyway? Uh, went to Argos. <laughs> uh, I had a Weatherspoons breakfast, which is great. Um, my partner I had an exhibition little thing around her house last night that went extremely well. Is that an um, innuendo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah weed yeah yeah it was um yeah so that's what i've been doing so actually start out where did you where did the idea for uh untitled folder 15 come from sort of a strange strange little story really um basically i was kipping on a warehouse but i think last time we spoke i was still in the warehouse place mm. and I was a couple songs in um, and I ended up tripping balls in my sleeping bag banging a drum <laughs> um, and was kind of catapulted out of well I don't know into this kind of sphere of light where I ended up treading along this tiny little bridge and then I heard a deep deep woman's voice and she was going um, what's my name what's my name and I guessed her name and what and then it? she's like what's ask me a question ask me any question one question and then I started to ponder and as I pondered I started falling down she was like wake up wake up um, and I was like, uh, life's purpose, which I thought was a pretty good question, right? Um, but then she answered in a tone, which was like, oh, you could have asked much better questions. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> which I still don't know what, but, um, maybe something to do with gambling. Like, I don't know, like who's going to win this and then I could put loads of money down or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> might have been more useful. I don't know. But, um, and she was like, oh, it's the music thing, silly. But as she said it, it wasn't like, oh, big revelation. I just remembered that um, myself at four years old, um, singing opera for my family and stuff, and just that music is something that I've loved to do and performing is something that I've loved to do since a kid. But I just kind of wandered away from it through, like, uh, had a few, like, bad experiences in school and stuff that, like, knocked me confidence and stuff like that. But... Um, now I've got my mojo back and we're going for it. <laughs> oh, I know. Hang on. No, to answer the question. Um, <laughs> to answer the question. So I'm a little bit hungover, so it might be a ramble one here. Um, um, 
to answer the question, I then shut it back down, wait, like saying thank you to this big woman inside of me somewhere. Um, and woke up and was like, what do I do? What do I do? Um, and then I got some tarot cards that um, I grew up around. My dad used to use them. And I thought, oh, I'll give this a go, shuffled them, asked for like, kind of like some kind of guidance or whatever and how to bring this music out into my life, like how to do it um, and not just flap about. Um, and the devil card came up and then I opened up my computer, started a new music project folder and the project folder was automatically called Untitled Folder 15. So I just put them two together. Um, and yeah, just thought I'll, I'll make 15 songs on the trot. When it's done, um, I'll release them on as a collection and that's where we're at now Ross oh nice so you've made the 15 songs like what um so you decided to go into this like completely blind like you didn't know what song was going to come next uh how did you did you record any songs that you didn't end up using and um what was the process in choosing if that was the case what was the process in choosing what song would be used and what song wouldn't be used yeah, mate, there's there's a fuckload, like, there's an absolute fuckload because something that used to hold me back was almost like this kind of, I don't know, I want to call it perfectionism or, or, or the idea that the stress around, like, oh, this thing I'm making has to be the next thing to come out where the approach that really helped me for this and, and came out was just more kind of just linging it out, you know what I mean? Just like, and this idea of, that whatever little bit I'm doing, whether it's a little bit of lyric or I make like four bar beat or something like that, it's, it's, a, it's contributing to the uh, momentum and the energy of, of making it. And then in that, eventually through like working on loads of different bits, every now and again, like a finished song would emerge, like it would just show itself and be like, all right, cool, this is actually, it just felt like a complete tune, if you know what I mean. Oh, nice. Did you did you set yourself a, a date as to when one would have to be released by, or was it just whenever you had one ready? It's kind of whenever, but roughly every four to six weeks I wanted another one to be done. Sometimes it was longer, sometimes it was quicker. Uh, interesting. Uh, where were you recording it, or did you record it in those different places? First tune was done as a live video. I recorded that outside. And then the majority were just done in this little warehouse place, a little part of a warehouse I was living in. Um, pretty much all of it was done there uh, on um, Rode NT1A microphone, um, which is which is cool. It's pretty cheap, but does the job well. And um, one other tune I went to a mate's called. Jim Joseph, who's a musician, if you're listening and you want to check him out, he's on Instagram and that, highly recommend him. Um, he, he worked with us on one tune called Kerfuffled Again while I went round to his studio. Yeah. You're definitely moving away from your origins of hip-hop in this one. Was that a conscious decision or was that more like you just fancied making something different? I think it, it was kind of trying to... I guess be myself, but also 
in that try and almost like synthesize or is it syncretize or synthesize my influences um and what i like to do and not pre-package myself too much beforehand like decide this is a hip-hop thing or this is a, a that thing yeah did you did you feel like you were limited by hip-hop before or did you feel like that was something you had to make at the time i was limited by my idea of what that was for me like the identity i created for myself to do that became limited <laughs> if you get me <laughs> <laughs> so, so is, if you had issues with uh identity in the past then yeah yeah tell me about that um thrashing out about my name having different aliases um and even before i did this i was fucking pranging out oh is it oh just like a little fucking like a little bit of wet rizzler um um and then i just fucking had enough and i thought you know i'll just use use my own name and because it's, it doesn't ultimately doesn't matter what matters it's just me doing it mm. um, and get the fuck over that and just make stuff yeah but it's like this preconception thing I don't know if this, this is making sense or not but like we've if I come up with a name to do the hip hop stuff or come up with a name to do this I had like these it's like almost like ideas can become cages mm. um I've found where I have like it's no this idea of what it's got to be, and then it's like it kind of prevents action. Where it's like now it's like have an idea, wicked, um, but then man, it's, it never comes out how how it's completely envisioned. You know what I mean? It's like it becomes the idea is like a seed for the action, and then in, in the doing, it it just becomes something else, or something else might happen, an accident. Um, where I'll fuck something up, but in in the fucking up, something else can grow entirely. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So with your newest project, you decided to limit yourself as as little as possible by like not deciding prehand what it was going to be. I guess so. I guess so. Just try and do it, Ross. Just actually do it. You know what I mean? Not think too much. Just fucking do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> just do it, man. And then, yeah, like through it, I was like, various things like, oh, does even just before I put it out, oh, does it all make sense? Does it all go together? Does the, you know, just like, oh, blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> but apparently it does. Apparently it does work as a complete thing and that's cool <laughs> <laughs> it definitely sounds good um was there any other you, albums that you'd heard by other people that sort of inspired you in the making of this or, or were you completely trying to shut yourself off from outside influences um nah man i, I, I like stealing i like uh <laughs> i like stealing from my influences <laughs> um like that helped me massively say if i get creatively bocked or something and i hear us and what i mean but this is what i mean by stealing um like say if i hear a song that really resonates with me i can look at that song um and try and find something like if it's the structure of the lyrics or like print 
looking at the lyrics and noticing how they're using images, how they're using themes or how the lyrics are structured. So then I can, okay, I'll, what I can do, I'll, I'll, I'll nick that, that structure and write my own lyrics in that structure. So, um, yeah, man, tons of influences really like, so listening quite broadly, actually, the main, I, I really love Tom Waits. Um, his live album, uh, Glitter and Doom, especially just fucking gets me going. Um, so that energy, I think I can hear in it. And yeah, dude, loads of different bits and bobs, man. <laughs> Have you got any favourite songs on the on the album? As I sit here right now, probably right now, probably stay dirty. Mm. For my current mood. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> Aggie and cheeky. Aggie and cheeky. Uh, there was, I said that there one, was one I was sure. listening to earlier. Oh, fuck. I wish I'd remembered the name, but it was... So uh, the chorus was like something around town or something. What was that? Around the houses. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because um, it's kind of like the verses are kind of almost like a a story that you're telling. Is is that based on real people or is that completely fictional? Um, that they're not they're fictional characters, but they're kind of definitely drawn from experiences of like people that I've, I've known and know, and the little towns that um, I travelled through growing up. But that that's that song was inspired I guess I guess you could say it was a slight homage Ross to uh, to Dylan Thomas um, and an audio play that he wrote and um, I heard called um, Under Milk Wood uh, which is the opening section of that is like my my favourite bit of writing ever where uh, it's just so astonishingly beautiful um the way he writes so i was inspired by that and i thought i want to make my own little town um Mm. and so that's what i tried to do in that song and i just had the notion of that first in the beginning of the song the first meeting is an 18 year old dropping off cocaine to boogied larry Guy Larry has a nose of Barry White delivered by a man who just turned 18 on a lecky kind of scooter. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, and then what it got re- written really quickly because I wanted that to come full circle and for the story to end up back with that 18 year old. Mm. So because I had that aim in the writing, it just kind of wrote itself really quickly, which was fun. Ah, nice. Yeah, the course is like really catchy as well, but simple. Round the asses. Yeah, so like, I feel like when I do it, <laughs> I feel like a paper boy. Yeah, or like a... Like, almost like a... Or, yeah, read all about it. Or like when you're... Read. Or when there's a market in town, like, free bananas for a band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's that energy, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that, man. That. Like I was walking... I'm in Bristol at the moment, and mm. the other day I was walking down... Um, I think it's like North Road or North Street or some shit like that. Um, but it's like, there's like a fruit and veg man. Mm. And he's going, Blackberries, <laughs> any Blackberries. Do you know what I mean? But it's so nice to hear 
people singing like that, trying to sell their wares. I like that, man. Like that video of One Pound, One Fish, man. Do you remember mm. him? I do remember One Pound Fish. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Uh, let's talk about some of your other songs. What made you decide to write a song about a pickle? <laughs> that was literally just the first word that came to my head. Pickle. And I just started thinking about pickles and the different types of pickles <laughs> that we can get into. Because <laughs> I love pickles, man. Just love pickles. I like pickles. I like pickled onions, Branson's pickles, gherkins, fucking all that pickle sour, cabbage sauerkraut and that. And then after I thought all about all of that, I started thinking about, uh, you know, pickles that... I found myself in my life a more metaphorical pickle. What's what is the metaphor? What's the metaphor, man? It's it's the well, it's the pickles, isn't it? <laughs> life's in the pickles. <laughs> it's the pickles. It's life's pickles. <laughs> like um, pickles we can get into uh, in our noggins, uh, where we we find ourselves <laughs> steeping in. The vinegar of our own creation and outside pickles that when events happen to us that are slightly beyond our control and it's like, oh, how do I deal with this shit? <laughs> That's pickles, I see it. <laughs> There's the song called Time Stretch DMT. There has to be a story there, but was that the story you'd um, told at the beginning? Story I told at the beginning... Um, oh right, with the bridge and that. Yeah. Um, no. No. Is this no. another story? That's another story. That was about um, well, I just kind of play playing with the idea of you know, like I don't know if you've ever had any smoked any changa or or had any. What's changa? It's like some kind of. Barky stuff like ayahuasca that's got DMT in it, and you smoke it, and right. um, and I've done that twice, and it's absolutely whooped my ass um, both times, but not in like a particularly fun way, but a very uh, beneficial way. But <clears throat> with that song, is like um, like the stretchiness of of time. And now I've had these ex- experiences which have lasted like they kind of go into some other timeless place and they last feel like they can last for bloody ages. And then you come out and you go, wow, that was, I was there for ages. And then someone will go, well, actually, no, it was, it was like three minutes. Um, and just like the, the difference in that. Hmm. Is that making any sense at all, mate? You're saying it um, distorts your perception of time. <laughs> uh, Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah? And uh, Yeah, I think so, mate. Uh, I don't know. That, that song feels a bit aggy. Uh, <laughs> I can't like that song. <laughs> like, I don't like these people telling me it was two minutes for like, when, I, when, I, when I feel it was like a year. <laughs> Oh, God. You say you took it twice. Like, 
did you decide after the first time that it wasn't like weird enough because <laughs> you said it was quite distressing <laughs> it whooped my ass um and it wasn't fun but it was beneficial yeah yeah uh because it was just very much to do with uh, uh, a lot of fear of death mm-hmm. uh, and confronting that which is, I find, really scary sometimes. <laughs> so do I. Is, um, is death your biggest fear? Um, maybe it probably underpins um, things. Mm. Um, but in, in, that, in that situation, it was just so in my face. And, like, yeah, just just like a visceral experience of like nearly the perception of nearly dying. I thought I'm sure I was fine, but it was just like, Oh fuck, this could be it. Had you persuaded <laughs> yourself that you might die in the moment? In, in the, yeah, pro- yeah, I think that was, that was the story. But then once I was re- released from that, it kind of went pew, pew, and I just like saw the structure, a structure of the universe and that, and it was very nice. Looks okay. <laughs> it's all right now. Oh, it's not going to be so bad. <laughs> it's pretty again. <laughs> so, uh, do any of the other songs have any like funny backstories? Um, probably most of them come from experiences. Uh, I mean, in pickle. I mean, that's full of strange things um, and events like, I don't know, the thing is, I don't know if I said this on your, on your show last time or not about nearly getting killed by a horse. No, no, I don't think so. Uh, um, tell me about it. So again, <laughs> tell me about tell it. Tell me about it. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> um yeah, I was on a horse tour of East Sussex um, and Kent uh, about three or four years ago as part of a show, a theatre thing. Um, and we tried to, we we're going to camp in this field, but the gate was shut, right? And there's one horse and cart here, one horse and cart here. And another, so they're all lined up. But the thing is, there's a fucking a mule in this other field, right? And um, horses and mules don't get on, Ross. Mm. Uh, and is a mule like going, a donkey? It's oh God, I think so, mate. I don't. I think a donkey is like a combo of a male horse and a. Donkey and a mule's the result of a donkey and a fucking horse. I don't know what way around it is, but something happens to make mules. But I don't think mules can reproduce. Uh, so maybe mule is a donkey and a horse together. So were you saying who who hated who? Who? The horses on the mules? They just don't get on. These, this mule and the horse, they just weren't getting on. And this mule's going... <laughs> Like this, right? This fucking noise from hell, and Prince the horse was getting very spooked. Mm. Um, 
and started rearing up. And anyway, he's he's got so frightened that he's reared up on his hind legs and threw his horse handler off to the side, and then um, come back down. And then I found myself at the front of him, um, not really thinking, just kind of. I don't know, just went and was looking at him in the eyes and then the mule's gone again. And then in that moment, on reflection, the chain of events was that I spooked first and then Prince is looking in my eye. He's seen that I've gone and then he's reared up like this (laughs) and and above me like like that in my memory. It's like this. (laughs) oil painting of <laughs> this thing and I was just kind of in awe slash totally frozen with fear like that's the only time I've, I think I've ever experienced that pure of a fear mm. where just everything just stopped and then luckily a fellow who was at the front um, said Get out the way, Jason. And then I've gone, it snapped me. And I've gone, my name's not Jason. <laughs> like that, right? <laughs> I always a bit annoyed at him. Yeah. Like, uh, my name's not Jason. Like that, and I've turned around. And then the, he's, <laughs> he's come back down the ho- and the hoof's gone bang on the back of me head. Boom. And then once on me back. But luckily that, that knocked me forward. And kind of, I got got chucked me out of the way. Whereas I think if he hadn't have said that, I've, I reckon I would have been just fucking like jam, you know, um, just dead. And um, so yeah, that knocked knocked me off, and I was all right. I was bleeding and that, but then I swapped with the geezer at the front. I held the front horse, who was calm as anything, totally different. And then they went and cut Prince through of his traces for which attached him to the car and managed to like do, 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 like run with him off down the road. So it was all alright then but after that obviously like that was kind of like um that come up in the song Pickle because I think obviously there was a lot of processes to go through there and in again with like mortality. Hmm. Um, and what am I doing with my life kind of thing like because any moment it can turn and that's it show's over how was it <laughs> how was that did you have a good good time but, do you know what I mean so um, so yeah man but as I was telling that story like, I remember, like there's another time as well where a weird thing's happened and I feel like I've nearly avoided death mm. what was that um, walking along um, Oxford Street and there's, you know, when there's scaffolding all up the front of a building Mm. and um, they have like a tunnel over the pavement. Mm. Yeah. And I was walking with a pal down through this tunnel and we're chatting and then all of a sudden... I've just gone like this, right? <laughs> I don't. I just and he was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I was like, "I don't know, man. I don't know what the fuck that was. I was just 
jibbing out, mate. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but then as we left the the scaffold tunnel, literally right in front of my feet, went boom, this scaffold buckle, you know, the big metal buckles that hold the scaffolding together. Mm fell smash right in front of my feet and then this geezer going I'm so sorry <laughs> like this on top <laughs> I was going it's alright <laughs> um, but yeah I mean in my mind at least I feel like if, if I hadn't spacked out like that then you don't know like maybe that was it game over Wow. so I don't know what that means if anything um, but it just come up um so were you spacking out to the thing falling past you or was it just a split second before you felt like that was before i knew about that's so weird isn't it it is weird yeah i wonder what that means in regards to do we have other senses that we're not aware of exactly Hmm. you ever nearly died ross maybe um maybe but i'm probably not aware of it uh, <laughs> I don't think I've been in any situations like you have. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. No. Mm. Well, I cycled into a car once, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of like going along... Uh, either the road or the pavement. I, maybe I was on the pavement, shouldn't have been cycling along there, but because of where it was slippy on the floor... I like tried to brake yeah. and I think it was icy so my brakes didn't work and I just went straight over the bonnet of a car. <laughs> but oh, he was he had stopped to like go around the corner anyway and yeah he was very apologetic and so was I but I wasn't injured you, at all. You superman I kind of supermaned it, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, that was a little while ago. But yeah. No, no, I don't I don't think so, but I've done a bunch bunch of stupid shit in my childhood. Uh I'm intrigued. What? What's the first thing that springs to your mind? Uh, cycling into a river, but that was on purpose, just as a fun. It's like nice. <laughs> and doing a flip. You know, you used to think you're invincible when you're a child. Yeah, it's fucking great, right? Mm. Gung ho, like we used to go bush dump jumping a lot at lunchtime. Oh, what, you just jump over like a bush. Kind of like it's just like a competitive thing like who had the biggest cojones to, <laughs> to, to, to do jumps off walls and stuff into bushes oh you'd be on a, respect, you'd be on a wall I mean? and jump into a bush rather than <laughs> just like catapulting over a bush yeah all, all over bushes into bushes <laughs> I think that's just guy shit isn't it like Maybe guys. Just... I don't remember. I don't remember any girls doing. <laughs> no. Girls are amazingly sensible compared to guys. I find generally, anyway, <laughs> in childhood. <laughs> <laughs> you never fucking hear about a girl like breaking her leg because she fucking tried to jump a fucking bush or whatever. <laughs> it is true. It is true. Yeah, stupid shit. Showing off, man. Yeah, like, it is. But then, is but anyone ever impressed by so, that stuff? <laughs> by that stuff. Um. Yes, they are. Really? Uh, yeah. Other guys or girls? Well, I don't know. Like, I just, one of my 
probably proudest moments of my life was um, running into school. Um, there's like a wall like that and then a, a drop and then you had classrooms and I, I ran kind of front flipped over the wall, landed and then a whole class of year sevens just catapulted out of their chairs and were like, ah, oh, cool. like that. So they were fucking impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Go for glory, man. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> I'm still living off that, Ross. Yeah. So you got a, a song called Let the Crows Come. Uh, how did you go about recording the crow sounds? Um, I acquired it off a well-known site that has videos on it. Oh, okay. I thought you'd actually recorded the crows yourself. I like the idea of you trying to sneak up to a crow and record it. <laughs> no, I, just, I sampled it. That's so funny. You ever heard foxes shagging? I have heard foxes it's shagging. It's the worst noise in the world, isn't it? It's fucking terrifying, man. <laughs> fucking terrifying. Uh, it does. It sounds like a sex crime, man. It's ridiculous. It does. It's a very murderous mm. sound. Mm. Uh, do, do you ever get them around? Do you live, are you living like countryside at the moment or are you in a city? Um. I'm in the city, but at the moment I'm staying on a caravan site, which is sort of a little haven of countryside on in Bristol. Mm. Yeah. How's that? You enjoying it? Yeah, it's okay, man. It's serving me well for now. Mm. Um, yeah, I like it, waking up to the bird sand. People there are cool. Um, yeah, I, like, I like sitting there writing. Um and then in the near future, I want to set up my studio again somewhere. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you, I guess if you're on actually caravan site, you're pretty safe compared to if you're just staying in the caravan on your own. Have, have you got any like self-defense precautions you need to take if you're staying in the caravan? Self-defense precautions? Yeah. You sleep with a, <laughs> a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> In case tries to break it. <laughs> um, um, I'm always ready, Russ. <laughs> that's, that's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ready, son. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Karate hands, man. <laughs> I could do this all day, but... <laughs> People can't hear off this, can they? Because they're fucking deadly silent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're the silent killers. <laughs> yeah, boy. Have you got um, Have you got self-defence precautions in your house? Not really, but I, I don't no? know. I'm Do not, you think I'm in not, caravan it's easy, you can just walk in it? Or? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say whether right. I do or not, because <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel a lot less safe staying in a caravan than staying in a in a house. That's, that was my... Yeah, well, this is on a site and there's gates and shit. Yeah, so. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you like the people you live near? Yeah, man. Cool. You getting you getting all right? Uh-huh. <laughs> you getting all right? Yeah, we get on all right. Yeah. Do you do anything sociable right, like right. fires or play golf? Um, we have an orgy once a month. <laughs> 
really dirty one. Like not <laughs> just just regular, like really boring missionary sex, but it's dirty because it's just grubby. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah, I felt a bit pressured into it for. I was a bad. I was just going. It's all right. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Uh, there's you've got a song called "Nice One Norman." Uh, who is Norman? Norman is my dad. Oh, it's your dad's name, is it? Yeah. Oh, Norman. yeah. I never knew his name was Norman. Actually, his name is Norman. What's his name? Yeah. Mr. Camwell. Was Mr. Camwell? <laughs> Hello, Dad. It's Mr. Camwell to you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever used to call him Norman instead of Dad? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> that's a funny nah. thing when people call their parents by their first name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was your dad a big music guy? Um, not particularly, but um, yeah, he had records, and but he used to love this. Oh, I wish I could remember the name of the album. It's really inappropriate music to play around a kid, like. Uh, it was like this dirty reggae album <laughs> where it was songs about innuendos about licking pussy and things like that. Did <laughs> <laughs> you just put it on repeat? <laughs> yeah, it's on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> My mum used to get annoyed at him for playing no. it and that, but I think that's part of the reason why he'd done it. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I tell Joe all the time. If if you don't like something, don't let me know because then I won't want to do it all the time. So yeah, tell, tell me about that song. Nice one, Norman. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was I was feeling really homeless, man, um, and some fucking annoying stuff happened. So by homeless, um, do you mean? Is it because you live in a caravan or because you're not settled in Bristol? Oh, this was before the caravan. Mm. So I was um, keeping on, let's say, just on the floor of this warehouse space. Mm. Um, uh, Which is fine. Um, But occasionally, because it was shared and stuff like that, I just didn't have my own. There was no, like, walls, do you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, It was just like, yeah, that didn't have... A sense of my own space, a, a sense of privacy, um, and some stuff happened in my family, which kind of I don't know. I just felt very like I didn't have anywhere um, to go, mm. kind of thing. Um, and so I kind of, and it was my father's birthday, um, so. But this is the beautiful thing about what I find about art, Ross, and about writing and, and stuff like that. And the big reason why I, I love to do it is that, like, from that poo pooness, <laughs> um, comes something which I see is like turning into something very positive, you know. Um, and when I finished writing and recording the song, I didn't I didn't feel that anymore. Mm. So I went. So I was able to travel emotionally from the poo-pooness into the pretty flowers and that. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I like that chip. Like I, 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 I like doing that tune because it, it, it gives me sense. Of, it, it's for me. It's got a nice rebellious energy to it. Like, and I like that. Yeah, it's a cool song, man. I like, I like all the songs. They're so diverse. Like, there's such a range of different styles of music. Nice one, man. Yeah, bloody love it. <laughs> <laughs> bloody love it. Bloody love it. <laughs> Cheers, bruv. Have you got anything else you want to say about the album? Um, just that it's there. It's there, it's there man. Check it out. It's fucking out there. Go and check it out, man. Uh, <laughs> on Spotify and that, man. Uh, and all them things there. Because, uh, yeah. It was a little dream I had, you know what I mean, like as a, as a kid and that, and it, it was nice to have that. Now I'm for it to be out there and you know people resonating with it. And what where I want to go is like fucking live shows, like so I've, I've got enough material now to fucking get out there and gig, man. That's what I, that's where I want to go now, Roscoe. Nice. Uh, what's next yeah. for you, whether it's gigging or whether it's uh, writing a new album? Have you got anything in mind? I'll be working. I've got a few collaborations in the pipeline, um, which I'm very excited about. Um, but the main aim, my friend, is gigs, shows, getting up there and fucking having it, mate. Who are you collaborating <sighs> with? Are you able to say? Um, we don't want to say yet. I don't want to say too much now, not 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 to be all like who, but just in case because it's very early stages and in case it falls through, um, yeah, yeah, in case it doesn't something you know, uh, yeah, yeah, in case it doesn't quite materialise. But I'm just excited about that, that because before I had no one, no one was fucking really up up for it, so, so to speak. And after doing this, it's cool to do it, that. Um, there's these possibilities now. You feel like you've opened doors by doing it. Yeah, like things of life's opened up. Oh, that's cool, man. Uh, Whatever happened to Rico? Is he still making music? Um, I tried to get in contact with him the other day, actually, and I couldn't get through to him. I hope he's still, I, I hope he's still going because man, he's got a fucking collection of bangers, man, and he's a, such a such a banging rapper, man. Yeah, for sure. I'd like to hear whatever he's got going. Yeah, same, man, same. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, uh, can we expect a return of Found Sound Friday? Would you like a return of Found Sound Friday? I really would. Would you? Yeah. Well, that's good to know, man. <laughs> I was just thinking Honestly, about the other day. That was good crack, that was. How many did you end up doing? Only like two or three. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny that I remember it <laughs> exactly so uh, alright I'll put that I'll put that in the thing it was a cool project man I really liked it well, yeah, yeah that's the other plan is when I've got a gaff to set up in I want to st- start doing things like that as well man like regular things because it's a lot of fun ah nice uh, what up and coming musicians should people keep an eye out for yeah there's a band called Joy Bristol band, they're fucking sick. I seen them once live, mm. and yeah, they they blew my socks off, man. Really fucking cool. They really fucking like really get spacey with it, which I like a lot. Um, yeah, 
Uh, nice. Uh, anything else you want to add or any words of wisdom before I let you go? Uh, words of wisdom. If you're a young man, always wash your willy. That's a good point. If you can't wash nothing else, just make sure your dick's clean. You'll be all right. Hey, thanks for listening and thank you to Alex for joining me. Follow him on Instagram at Alexander Camwell and go check out Untitled Folder 15 on the internet via YouTube, Spotify or alexandercamwell.com. And that's it. Okay, nice one. Bye.